Welcome back to a bonus episode of the Babel Podcast. Today we're doing something a little bit different. Um, we're going to be playing a board game for you guys, and it's called House of Danger. To give a little background, I just kind of had like an idea um, that it would be fun to have like a choose your own adventure game and play it along and like see like I don't know how it does if we like it if we enjoy doing it recording like listen back to it and see if it's any fun. So we're going to play the first chapter of this Choose Your Own Adventure game. We played a little bit before, just to kind of get a hang of the game, so we weren't spending time learning the game on the podcast. Um, so that's honestly about it. Do you want to say anything? No. No? Well, hope you enjoy it, guys. Um, we're going to start things off. I don't really know how we're going to do this, but I guess we'll just play the game, and we'll try to explain things out, or like what we're thinking. And we'll just tell them the point of the game. Yeah, so the point of the game is you're a detective. Actually, it's right here. Oh, don't, don't read it. No, it's I'm just going to read the... It's like two sentences. It is. Look, 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 look. Is that enough? You're an inspiring detective and psychic, inve- and psychic investigator. For weeks, you have experienced reoccurring nightmares that you sense might be important. Your mission is to get to the bottom of these visions. You decide how to move through the story as a group. The story is divided into five chapters. You just played it in a single session. So that's about it. Honestly, just want to start it off. Do you want me to go first or you? All right. So we have to draw story cards and then read them and then make choices based on them. Chapter 1. The Grounds. It's a Tuesday morning in late June, and you awake up in a cold sweat. The nightmares came again last night. Even though you are an aspiring detective and psychic investigator, you haven't been able to make sense of the haunting dreams you've had these past few weeks. In your dreams, you keep seeing the same spooky house. You're still shivering under the covers when you hear the phone ring downstairs in your basement, where you have your combination office and research laboratory. You dash down to the lab to answer it. I need... I need, a weak voice says when you pick up the receiver. I need your help. You hear a loud click and the phone goes dead. But you were prepared. While the caller was talking, you activated your high-speed telephone tracing device. (laughs) It instantly displays the caller's number. 555-7259. You call back the number right away, but there's no answer. After consulting the tall stacks of reverse phone books behind your desk, you are disappointed to learn the number is unlisted. You sense that the phone call is somehow related to your nightmares. Later, while at the Hedgebrook police station, to return a night scope you borrowed for a recent stakeout, you describe the mysterious phone call and your reoccurring... Yeah, your reoccurring dreams to your friend, Sergeant Morrison. That call does sound strange, he says. We'll look into it. And and about that house in your dreams, a voice says from a hallway. I wonder if you're dreaming about the Martson house out on the Hedgebrook Road. Detective Murphy sticks his mustache face into the room. Modern house, ornate gate. That sounds like the Martson place, all right, says Sergeant Morrison. Strange things are reported to happen out there. Detective Murphy takes a puff of his pipe. That place is haunted, he says. I know it sounds unprofessional, but I've had a file on the Martin house for years, and I'm sure of it. He waves a folder in front of your eyes, and a phone number written on the front jumps out at you. It matches the one from your mysterious phone call. So the call is related to your nightmares. Your psychic sense were right. Honestly, that's like the biggest reading we're going to do. So it says, draw clue 26 to discover your goal. So it's set up with clues and then, like, what you have to read to find out what's next and stuff. And you get, like, inventory things that you can use, like, when you come across these things called challenges. I think we'll, like, we'll explain as we go. Um, clue 26. 
But yeah, that's like, like the biggest reading one, huh? When we played earlier, there wasn't that much reading. So Clue 26 says, Chapter 1 Goal. Get inside the Martin house. And then when we beat the, or when we reach the chapter one goal, there's like a, there's five chapters, and then you're supposed to play them in different cities. Back at home, you grab a bottle of water and your trusty pocket knife. Preparing for a new investigation, preparing for a new investigation. Half an hour later, you stand before the Martin res- residence, which appears exactly as it did in your nightmares. The house's futuristic look is a strange contrast to the antiquated appearance of the stone wall and the wrought iron gate which is locked shut and wrapped in steel chains. Even though the air is balmy, a chill travels down your spine. The gathering clouds on the horizon hint at a brewing summer thunderstorm. So now we're given two options. It says, if you search the wall for a way in, go to story card 13. If you climb the gate, go to story card 7. Last time we searched the wall, what do you want to do, babe? Climb the gate. Climb the gate? All right. So story card 13. What do you want, Snickers? Hmm? Oops, that's the wrong one. Story card 7. You pull yourself over the resting gate and land with a crunch on the gravel driveway leading toward the house. But before you can survey your surroundings, you hear a guttural sounding coming from your left. You encounter a shadowy, hunched-over figure emerging from the darkened doorway of Decrypt Gatehouse? Decrepit. Decrepit Gatehouse? You can just barely make out eyes and white fangs dripping with saliva. The figure crouches as if to spring forward at any moment. Who's there? You stammer. Suddenly, the creature lunges at you, snarling. You spot a guardhouse not far away. If you can get past the creature, you might be able to hide there. Or perhaps you should just turn and flee up the driveway toward the main house. What are you going to do? Optional challenge. Fight the creature. Yeah, let's fight it, I guess. Yeah. Well, we need to... Draw clue 10. So the way it works is you roll a dice and you have these two meters. You have your danger meter and your psychic meter. And if you, if you roll the dice and you're like, you have like little things on each one and whatever your danger meter is at, you need to roll the dice and get that number higher to complete the challenges. If not, like you get penalized. What was it? Oh, five. five. So we got five and it's bigger than three. So we, we fought the creature and I'm guessing one. Yeah. Um, what did it say? Clue 10. Yeah. It's probably unwise to engage such a savage beast in combat, but danger is your middle name. You land a few quick jabs on the creature before it can react, and then you throw it to the ground. You stand there for a moment, your confidence high. Then, the creature the creature rush, leaps to its feet and rushes you. You manage to win round one, but you're in no hurry to start round two, so you race for the shadows beside a big boulder before the creature can get its hands on you. Draw clue 25. High-powered binoculars? Binoculars. You find a pair of binoculars in the shadows with the creature on the loose. You can't hide here forever, so you run to the guardhouse. Keep this item. So that go to story card nineteen. So that goes into our uh, inventory, so like we can use it if it helps us later. Okay. Story card nineteen. That's totally different than what we did last time. Last time we went through the house and like we didn't see anything for a long time, huh? Mm-hmm. Or at the wall. Yeah. Nineteen. And, like, you can legit die in this game. We died last time on one of the ways in. Um, so, yeah, and, like, you have to go back and make a different choice. You were lucky to escape the creature, but you know it's still out there somewhere. You run into the old guardhouse, which is a small room with several TV monitors flashing black and white images of various places on the estate grounds. Some monitors are broken, and shards of glass are scattered across the desk and the wooden floors. 
A hefty book titled History of Northland County is lying on the desk. Curious, you look up... Sorry, guys, we live right by a freeway. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I a barely hefty... got it. Wait, where did I finish? Um, a hefty book titled History of Northland is... Northland County is lying on the desk. Curious, you look up the name Marson... Martin Henry in the index. Sure enough, it references an entry on page 93. Your heart races as you turn there to read this bio. Henry Martson, born 1839, died 1887, general in the Union Army during the Civil War, severely wounded at the Battle of Silo in 1862, appointed warden of Hedgebrook Prison in 1880, rumored to have been killed in the prison riot fire of 1887. Not a popular guy, you think. Um... The desk has three drawers. Maybe there's something useful inside. A wooden ladder leads up to the hatch in the roof. Through a window filled with cobwebs, you can see an open field that leads to the manor's front door. You consider what to do next. Optional challenge. Uh, search the desk drawers. I feel like we have to, yeah. right? Um, so I was worried when... Oh. Before I roll, I was worried that, like... Because we played it before. We played the whole first chapter. And, like, I was worried that it was going to be almost exactly the same to play on the podcast but it's like completely different right now well i read this one last time didn't i Mm-mm. or something like this it was the sarcophagus one right. oh six easy so what is it the draw clue number four number four battery you find a battery in a drawer it could power a flashlight or a taser or who knows else who knows what else keep this item finish story card 19 uh, after the challenge, make story choice below. If you climb the ladder to the hatch in the roof, go to story card 27. If you crawl through the window and run to the front door of the house, go to story card 3. What do you want to do? I kind of want to keep exploring. What do you mean keep exploring? Well, the hatch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Story card what? Uh, 3. 3. Uh-oh. Uh, you only make it a few steps across the open field before you hear a clicking sound from around your feet that freezes you in your tracks. Wait, that was story card three? Yeah. Oh, no, no 27, 27. 27. Well, don't click that option. It didn't look like it was going to end good. 27, I said, right? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. You scramble up the ladder, through the hatch, and onto the guardhouse's decaying tile roof. It seems to be on the verge of collapsing, but you find a spot that you are reasonably sure won't cave in when you put your weight on it. Across the dangerously unstable roof from where you crouch uneasily, you can see a pile of construction materials, probably left over by contractors working on the roof. Among the material is a first aid kit, but navigating the length of the roof to reach it will be perilous. One wrong step and you could stumble off the roof into a ditch you see below. Near you is a thick vine that you could climb down to reach a courtyard, and not too far from you is a long board someone has laid between the roof and a nearby greenhouse, which te- seems to be sturdier than the guardhouse. Um, optional challenge, get to the first aid kit. Win, draw clue 6, then make story choice below, lose range danger meter by 2, and go to story card 26. Um, you want to take the challenge? Yep. We only need 3, and we've been rolling pretty good. 6. No, we're on a roll right now. Mm-hmm. First aid kit. The first aid kit is fully stocked. You're gonna need it. Discard at any time to lower danger meter by four. Oh, cool. Keep this item finished by character. So when we first played, we had like 
half of these items, huh? We only had like two other ones. So I think that's interesting. Um, so do you want to cross the greenhouse or do you want to climb down the vine? And then look like it would be dangerous to go across the greenhouse. Yeah, oh, no. climb down the vine. The vine? So that's story card 14. And we're kind of throwing this out as like a bonus episode. Like maybe if it, if we liked doing it or if you guys like it, we'll keep on doing it. If not, I think we'll still play it outside of it. I think because it's fun. You climb down the gnarled mount vine into a walled co- courtyard beside an outbuilding that appears to be the servants' quarters. The door is slightly ajar, but you are unsure if anyone is inside. In the courtyard, there is a small table with a cigar box sitting on top of it. There is also a path that leads out of the courtyard and up to the side of the mansion. To check out what's in the cigar box, draw clue 15. Damn, we're getting like, we got like, not even close to this thing last time. Clue 15. The cigar, the cigar box contains a flashlight. You check and discover that it has no batteries. Discard any battery to automatically win a sightseeing challenge. Or with the eye challenge, I guess, perception. Uh, interesting. <clears throat> if you approach the door to the servants' quarters, go to story card 6. If you run to the side of the mansion, go to story card 20. What is the servants' quarters? The servants' quarters? What six. Was it? six. So the last time, we died because we, we crawled in a tunnel that was, like, collapsing. And Alexis was like, because it was the choice between a water tunnel and then a collapsing no. tunnel. And Alexis was like, hell no, like, I don't want to go in water. And then we all agreed with her. We were like, you know what, yeah, that is kind of creepy. And, like, two steps into the collapsing tunnel, we suffocated. And it gave a very descriptive, descriptive. <laughs> thing of our death. <clears throat> Just as you reach the doorknob, a, fear gust, a fierce gust of wind violently flings open the door. The windows are all wide open, and wind continues to rush through the quarters, blowing papers off tables and knocking an umbrella stand to the ground with a crash. Your arm accidentally knocks a teacup off the kitchen counter, which start, shatters on the floor. You start to feel nervous. You notice a phone on the wall. This might be too much to handle alone. You grab the phone and call Sergeant Morrison. Oh, that's totally like, dang. Hedgebrook Police Station, Sergeant Morrison speaking. He says, Sergeant Morrison, you blurt out. It's me. I'm on the grounds of the Martin house. I might be in trouble. Hello? Hello? Says the sergeant. It's me, you shout back. I need your help. Hello, Sergeant Morrison says, exasperated. Goodbye. He hangs up. You are unsure why the sergeant couldn't hear you, but you are now distracted by a swirl of sounds, a haunting violin plays somewhere outside, while a wild and chaotic noise rises from a gazebo in the distance. We kind of already know where both of these go, because we, we, we encountered them last time, right? Both of them? The violin and then the gazebo? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess let's do the violin, because we didn't do it last time. No, we did do the violin. Remember? That was the chimpanzee. No, we didn't go all the way through. Oh, okay. Story card 17. Uh, you move further and further toward the hypnotic sound of the distant violin, which is oddly calming and uplifting even as the winds increase around you. You notice there is a driveway up in the distance, but before you get there, you arrive at a house, a horse stable with an open gate. Inside, sitting on a stool, is the source of the violin music, a chimpanzee playing his heart out, a soulful expression on his face. The chimp is fully committed to the music. You have never heard such an emotional performance. It's, it's beautiful. If you leave the stable and run to the driveway, go to the... No, we're going to do the other one, right? If you yeah. tiptoe through the gate to experience the full power of the performance, go to the story card 24. 24. So last time we did the other choice, and it, 
had finished the chapter for us, so we're going to try something out. But we're pretty sure this one, like, hypnotizes you. Yeah, we're, well, when we're doing it, we're like, this, this chimpanzee is going to kill us. Like, it has to. 24. You tiptoe through the open gate, eager to hear the finale of the chimp's violin piece. Quietly, quietly. With your third step, you trigger a motion center light that completely illuminates the interior of the building. Apparently, there is no stable. It's a kennel. Twenty Doberman pinchers were peacefully enjoying the concert, but now they glare at you with anger in their <laughs> eyes. The chimp frowns and slowly points his violin bow toward you. The Dobermans respond and rush to attack you and then eat you alive. The last thing you see is a chimpanzee violin violinist laughing at your fate. So embarrassing. Um, move back one space on the psychic scale and return to story card 17. Well, then we'll just choose the one to... Yeah, that's lame. So story card thing. That's kind of. I wonder why it doesn't just kill you. Like, why does it send you back? Like, we have to start over or something? Yeah. Chapter one goal achieved. You appear in a driveway which leads you to the mansion's entrance. On the Martin door, on a door is a plaque that reads Martin and a large crystal door knocker, which seems newer than everything else on the front of the building. You knock loudly many times, but there is no answer. The storm is really picking up now. You try to. Do the doorknob and are surprised to find that the door is unlocked. You've been lucky enough so far, but you wonder if you missed something. Before you enter the house, you look back. You can see few clear paths. One leads towards the statuary, another to a small cemetery. Two more paths stretch out towards a watery ditch with a gate and the house's luxurious pool. You could go back to explore if you want. Do you want to go back since we... So we already completed the goal for this one. But, um... Like, you can go back and explore certain things, I guess, to get different clues. And last time we didn't, we were like, nah, like, we don't... Because it, it raises your danger meter, which makes it harder to do challenges. And sometimes there's required challenges. Um, do you want to go back and do anything? Mm. Which one didn't we do? Maybe. From, like, the previous one? Maybe. Like, we went to the... What, what were the options? Uh, if you head to the statuary... Head to the cemetery, head to the ditch, head to the pool. I guess you could do the pool. No, that's where we were last time, though. But we went to the, like, towards the house, remember? It's all I one. Alright, let's go to the or pool. Or we could do the cemetery. Or where we, we were there last time, though. Yeah, but, like, at the cemetery, there's a choice between a ditch and then... Or, like, a grave? Or the tunnel and the... The, yeah, the little... We, or we could go to the ditch. Yeah, let's go to the ditch. We didn't go to the ditch last time. You land in the ditch, splashing into shallow, frigid water. At this point, you notice a large gate grate ahead of you, which partially blocks the entrance to a dark cement culvert that the water flows into. If you bent over, you could walk under the lower rim of the grate and enter the culvert. You then see a small piece of paper drifting by you in the water. You might be able to grab it if you act fast. Oh, we're supposed to raise it by two, right? Oh, yeah. So now we need to roll a four or higher to do any challenges. Optional challenge, grab the paper, win, draw clue 19, lose, raise danger meter one by one. After challenge, make story choice below. Wait, what was the paper? It just says it's, uh, you see, you see a small piece of paper drifting by you in the water. You might be able to grab it if you act fast. Hmm. You want to do it? For what? Well, we can use the free one that we have. What if we put batteries in this? Okay. Alright, so then we discard our batteries. And it says, pick up clue 19. Hedge maze map. The map, the paper looks like a map to the hedge maze. Your psychic senses Ooh. tell you that this is an important item. 
Keep this item, move forward, one space on the psychic scale, finish story card 26. It says, if you enter the culvert, go to story card 28. Um, if you enter the ed- hedge maze, go to story card 12. Well, I feel like we have to enter the hedge maze now if we have the map. Yeah. 12. Didn't we miss so much last time? I don't even get it. Well, because last time we ended up right in the driveway, though. Yeah, we did it, like, super quick. The hedge maze is massive. Its thick hedge walls are twice as tall as you, but you don't seem stable enough to climb, so... But they don't seem stable enough to climb. So you'll have to solve this labyrinth... Labyrinth? Labyrinth. Labyrinth? The old-fashioned way. You take a deep breath to steady your nerves and head through the maze's entrance. If you go left, draw clue 9, go right, draw clue 1. The map says to go left. Right? Was it? Yeah. Um, so 9. 9. So, I feel like we're making decisions kind of fast in this one, but it's mostly because we knew, like, some of the other ones, so we didn't want to do those. But I feel like to get, like, the complete experience, I guess we could play, like, chapter 2, like, some other time. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, it totally bombs and you guys are like, nah, this was boring as hell, like, don't <laughs> ever do this again. <clears throat> you turn and follow a path deeper into the maze. You feel like you're going to the right direction. Um, to the left, draw clue 11. To the right, draw clue 12. We go to the right, right? Where's the map? Okay. Yeah, to the right. No, to the left. No, because we, we went left. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't really like being read at. Bores me. Well, you got It's a story, though. I'm just saying. That's why, <clears throat> if we go back to last podcast... Or Alexa says, I just don't retain anything in class. There you go, guys. No, they don't read. I mean, they try to... All they do is read PowerPoint slides. Yeah, I guess that's That's I'm even worse. Twelve. You feel like you might be getting close to the end of the maze. Um, To go left, clue 13. That's the way we need to go because we know the map. Yeah. Finally, you see at the end of the maze. Go to story card 18. You finally come to the end of the hedge maze. It exits towards a pool house. A short pedestal stands in front of you with a metal lockbox on top. Perhaps someone wants to reward you for navigating that accursed maze. Through the whole thing, though the whole thing doesn't seem suspicious. Hmm? Though the whole thing does seem. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Looking forward the pool house. Looking toward the pool house, I'm sorry, you see its door is barely hanging from its hinges. There is also a gate that leads, you assume, directly to the pool. Optional free action. To see if the lockbox is open, draw clue 3. Draw clue 3. Not only is the lockbox open, but inside you find a key to a truck. Your psychic, sen- psychic senses tell you this is an important item. That's a tough one. Psychic senses? If you... Explore the pool house, go to story card 11. If you walk through the gate to check out the pool, go to 23. 23? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. If you walk through the gate to check out the pool, go to 23. Or you could explore the pool house. We went to the pool house last time, right? Mm-hmm. 23. It's obvious that nobody has cleaned the pool in ages. The water is a murky green and the surface is littered with leaves and branches. Ripples pulse outward from the center of the pool. Out of nowhere, you hear a commotion. You look around and wonder if it's coming from inside the pool house nearby. Then you see movement on top of a gazebo in the distance. Someone or something is engaged in a struggle up there. Maybe they need your help. Then again, if you offer assistance, you might end up needing help yourself. To offer assistance, because we didn't 
Do yeah. our roasting. Also, there's an optional challenge to investigate the ripples in the pool. You just need to roll it for. We already did that last time. So don't do it. No? Okay. <clears throat> if you go to the pool house, go to story, you go straight to the gazebo, story card nine. You sprint to the gazebo, practically pushed along by the winds that are picking up. A light sprinkle of rain spatters the ground as you run. You make it to the shelter of the structure, and the mayhem occurring above you on the roof increases intensity. In intensity. Who is up there, and what are they doing, you wonder? You notice a driveway about 20 feet away. If you are level 2 or higher on the psychic scale, draw clue 27. Are we? No, we're level 1. Level 1? Level 1. Oh. Level 2. Level 2 is in the purple. We're in the lighter purple. If you climb to the top of the gazebo, go to story correct 10. Which, yeah, we're going to do that. Do you want to keep on going, or do you just want to... Because I feel like, because if we do it again, we're going to have, like, all these items going forward. What do you think? Like, because you have to, like, keep track of the items you had and then use them when you come back to play next time. Uh Uh-huh. So do you want to try to get more, or do you just want to try to just finish and then we can play later? Okay. Well, I kind of want to go to the top of the gazebo. All right, what was it? I don't know. 30? Oh, 10. You stand on the gazebo's railing, steadying yourself by gripping an ornate post holding up the roof. The rumbling above sounds and feels frightening. What are you getting yourself into? Reluctant to barge into the middle of the situation, you raise yourself just enough for a peek and discover that there is no one on the gazebo roof. What? Um, I'm actually kind of... The commotion is actually a large satellite dish broken into three pieces. The big, jagged fragments are still connected to the base by wires, and the violent winds are spinning them in a circle with great force. Flailing wildly like an angry octopus, the satellite dish almost hits you in the face. You might be able to grab a piece of it, piece zooming by. Wow, why would you try to catch that? Um, required challenge, attempt to grab a piece of the satellite dish. Uh, we have to roll a four. Do you want to roll? Oh, just a four, just enough. Um, draw clue 22. You hold on to the top of the gazebo with one hand, time your lunge perfectly. You snag a chunk of the whirling whirling satellite dish. The piece appears to be made by hand. An engraving on it reads, Planet of Crystals. Draw clue 7. What the heck? Do we throw it away? Yeah. Planet of Crystals. Your psychic senses... Oh, it's a satellite dish. Your psychic senses tell you this is an important item. You look to your left and see a path to a driveway that might be to the front of the house. You jump off the gazebo and run to check it out. Keep this item moving forward, move forward, forward one space on the psychic scale, and go to story card 30. Alright, so I think, yeah, story card 30 is where we get to the front of the mansion. Yeah, Um, exactly. We'll just cut it here, like, we just kind of want to try this out, see what the response is, and I think, like, I don't think it was the best. I didn't have as much fun playing it right now as we did the first time. We played it with, like, two more people. Though. Yeah, I was thinking, like, maybe, um... Maybe like we can have Bella and Diego next time or something like that. Yeah. Do it. Or we could do it by ourselves if we can. So we're going to be trying to kind of pre-record episodes, right? And like this is a bonus episode, so if you're listening, um, because Alexis is going to go to school, so we're going to try to do a couple. So you might get like a couple times a week. I don't think I'm going to post this right after our last one. I think I'll give like four days or something and then record it. But yeah, if you're listening to this and you didn't like it or if like you think we could do it a little bit different, or um, or like, another game you guys think would be yeah, cool for to, us to play. Yeah, to play on it. Um, 
Also, though, I think, like, dude, like, if you guys haven't... See, with the mic, now we have to worry about that yeah. stuff. Like, that kind of sucks. No, before we did, too. But, like, when I would listen back, like, you could barely hear it. But now, like, I know it's going to be loud. Um, That's all right. It's all part of the pod. We live by highway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, or, like, I think you guys should check it out. It's 25 bucks, and it's, oh, it looks like a long game. Like, you're supposed to be playing for, like, five hours or something like that in total. Um, and it's interesting. I've never played a game like this. So, yeah. yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll do it next time with like the group or something. Um, but yeah, and again, yeah, that's it. Have anything else to say? No. Well, we hope you enjoyed this little bonus episode. This is also kind of just practice to use the mic again. Um, we got a different program, and then hopefully Alexis is getting a computer soon, so we'll use that one in the program the Yeti came with, yeah. Yeti mic. All right. Well. That's it, guys. Signing off. Thanks. (laughs) See you next time, homies.